morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoyne. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. Talk about it. Let's talk about it, Chuck. Let's get to it. A lot to get to. Midday grind, five nine of the fans. Short week. What we're gonna have to do is take all the hot topics from Thursday, Friday, just sort of wedge them in here these couple of days. If we're allowed 10 minutes of bad radio a day, is that prorated on a three-day week? Are we only allowed like maybe six or seven a day? We've been No, we've been saving it up. So tomorrow we got 40 minutes of bad radio. Perfect. Perfect. I was, was going to say Chuck Sweater. He can't, we can't afford bad radio right now. First of all, speaking of sweating and it being hot, 88 degrees in the beautiful <laughs> No, that's batting average. Give me, the, give me the runs created plus, Chuck. What's St. the heat Louis? index? It always – okay. In St. Louis in the summer, it always feels much warmer than it actually is, yes. correct? Even though it's not unbelievably humid right now, it's always kind of humid. So, there. Can we have Chuck do the weather on Fox 2 and just say it's kind of humid? Have you ever done the weather? I have never done the weather, nor would I want to, although I have a lot of respect for all of our fine meteorologists. Yeah. Except when they go over and cut into our time? That never bothers me. I know that bothers Frank. It never bothers me. Now, unless you're going to pay us by the second we talk or the word, <laughs> but you're you're asking me to do less work. Why would I complain about that? It is sort degrees of your, feels like 95. Feels like 95. That is sort of your, sort of your mot- mantra, is it not? Okay, but this might be specific to Fox 2, and I, I truly believe one of the reasons that people like Fox 2 and Channel 11, Power of Two Stations, I actually saw a, a Pew Research study. No, I'm serious. About the fact that most people in this area get their news from Fox 2 and, and Channel 11 because, look, we're on all the time. I mean, that is an advantage of our station stations. We have something like 14 hours of, of live news. We have so many programs. So if you cut my time at 5, I can usually roll that story into the 6, the 7, the 9, 10, 11. It will get used. That's all I'm saying. I've told you the story. The news director who had all these bold ideas— but he kept cutting sports at 5 and 6 on a Monday, on a Tuesday. I said, you're killing me. I didn't get to this and didn't get to that. And he said, how about every Friday night you just run those stories that didn't run? Yes, I said, please. I, I said, that makes no that. freaking sense. So on Tuesday, the VO of SLU getting ready to play LaSalle and Travis Ford talking about it, and they will have since played the game, won or lost or whatever. On Friday night, we'll play that clip previewing the game. On Friday night, I want to see the story that didn't run about whether or not Pat Maroon will sign in St. Louis. Yes. And hopefully in between, there's a decision made, so it will look really weird. Of course, Charlie, I'm always respectful when disagreeing with a superior. But I said, do you realize that makes zero sense? He goes, well, you just set it up and explained that this was kind of the story of the week. And I said, no, you can't. Do- Here's Tommy Pham on leading off against the Marlins. By Friday. Oh, I'm sorry. He doesn't play here anymore. I love the idea of you just setting it up like, hey, this is old, but watch it anyways. But here's the deal. Why not do that? If you could tape it in <laughs> advance, 
Like, let's say you tape it Friday early, and then you have that nice package, and you go home Friday night. I'd be all ooh, for that. Ooh, right? there Stories you go. of the week, baby. Once again, Chuck is consistent. I did the weather in Rhinelander. And Don't we, brag. And we taped it. The problem with taping it is you rely on the TV monitors, whether you're Glenn Zimmerman, Chris Higgins, whomever, you're, you're looking at those monitors while you're pointing at the big green screen because you can see yourself and you're like, hey, let's take a look over here at Fenton and over here at O'Fallon. When we were taping it in Rhinelander, this is quality programming for an NBC affiliate. We showed the Flintstones every day at 3 o'clock, giving the people what they want. This is in 1992. But when you go to tape the weather, what's in the monitor? The Flintstones. So I'm just like flailing. Hey, there's Eagle River. It's a little chilly over here in Manaqua. And so I think it may have been one of the worst weathercasts ever. And then I ended it by saying, this storm that's blowing through looks like it's going to miss us. So we're lucky. After the report runs, every lodge owner called and said, tell the idiot we don't want the snowstorm to miss us because they're all about snowmobiling and ice fishing. And wow. so I did one day of weather, and the GM said the next day, yeah, you probably don't need to do it again. <laughs> so I need to dust it off, roll it out on the old uh, Facebook for somebody. So I thought at first you were saying this is one of those jokes sometimes on April Fool's Day. Oh, the sports guy's going to do the weather in a small market, and the weather guy does the sports. Ha, 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 hilarious. So this sounds like it's actually wow. legitimate. I actually did it because your guy, Lance Allen, great guy, was the weather guy. Wow. And we, and we all work six days a week, so every once in a while you'd be missing, so somebody in the room would have to do it. What a business. Six days a week. I'm sure you were making a ton of money, though. Is that even fair at all? Well, Martin has a pool. Six days a week. And on, now here's the deal. The Sunday night show was your sixth day. but Opportunity. Which, but it was $25 extra if you did the Sunday oh, night show. Oh, wow. It's a true story. True story. Maybe this will be a podcast. Martin and Chuck, if we ever end up not doing a show together, we should do a podcast, and we'll do Tales from the Northwoods. Now, hold on a second. The UP, the Northwoods. That's a good point. Two days in a row now, you've... you've uh... Uh, alluded to us not having a show, and this show is going strong right now, right? right? No, I'm just saying if it happened, okay. Chuck's my guy. Chuck's my guy. I'll tell you what. We'll ride again. <laughs> a Northwood show, though, because when you work in in the Upper Peninsula or small-town Wisconsin, you do have a lot of funny stories, especially when you're young, you have no money, it's your first job in TV, just a lot of funny, odd things happy, do happen. You're energetic about the industry. You're willing to try new things. Correct. Correct. You've got a lot of passion for what you're – I mean, like you still do. you got a lot of excitement. I told that – I've told all these stories. That's the problem. But the audience cycles on and cycles off. We need to tease more, but the audience cycles on and cycles off. We decided as young staffers to paint the news studio ourselves. Can you imagine that now? Oh, my God. Telling, like – the weather folks and Mandy Murphy, hey, don't don't come in here for an hour. Charlie and I decided to paint the studio, our colors, our decision. But we did it late at night. We're drinking some beers, probably some PBR, maybe some stag, maybe some old Milwaukee. Oof. And we're sitting on the news set painting. And there's probably four of us just hanging out. We're just like, does this look better? We just decided it needed a refresher. And the director would say, let's see if that looks okay. Why don't you go sit in front of the camera and people start calling in and saying, um, I see Martin drinking beer with a paintbrush in his hand. The guy was actually sending it out oh, instead no. of like Conan O'Brien. It happens. I actually think that's an interesting argument, though, because, look, you can be a hard worker 
you're young in the business. You want to do things right for your company. Okay, you want to paint the studio. But also, I'm sure that company was making a lot of money. Shouldn't they hire someone to do that themselves? And I think that gets into the debate now of how much free work should you do? I mean, we had this with internships where it was changed. For years, you had all these people hiring interns to basically replace your labor force and they're unpaid. And now don't you have to be paid to do an internship, which I think is fair. I just think it's an interesting argument about what you should do for free to be a hard worker, but also kind of taking your company off the hook for what their responsibility should be. We got Norma Ray over here. Am I wrong though? Uh, I know what you're saying. I think at that point we were just kind of having fun. I, mean, I, we're, we're, I think the difference is if you're assigned to do it. Or if they say, why don't you guys paint the studio? you got nothing to do. We just kind of decided to do it. All right, own. that's fair, though. I think that's initiative versus coercion. Well, how about this, then? Let's say your first job, Rylander, whatever it was. Flagstaff. Flagstaff. Okay, so, humble that, brag. so that day, <laughs> humble bragger, you go there thinking you're going to do a local feature story on the big local tennis player who's 14-1. and one. You walk in there, you get your microphone and your camera, and they go, no, Martin, actually, we want you to rake the leaves in the in the front lawn of the studio we need you to power wash the uh the but outdoor. again if you're being assigned that's different but that's not really your job is it right. fair for no them but to i'm say, saying hey, when paint we paint the no nobody said paint well the that's studio. why i'm changing the question here but now if they did do that then you'd have the right to say i don't want to paint the studio i don't want to do anything in fact i'd like to go home early on friday can i just tape a clip of all the segments that we dropped earlier in the week the and problem is there's always that one suck up at work correct and that person he or she will do that work, and they'll screw over everybody else because that suck-up will do anything to get ahead. Who would that be at Fox 2? I don't know. I was, no, was going to say. I'm just saying. I don't know if we have that right now. That person always I'm exists not sure. in theory. Boy if, I don't, boy, if I don't show up to work today and really get after it, Charlie will. <laughs> just no, so you know, Brian. No, no. It's you here. No, God, no, You're it's that not. Person. No, Lord, I don't no. see. I don't think it exists in sports radio, and it's also limited – the amount of people that would fall into that camp currently. No, I'm being honest. It exists when you first start, when you're trying to impress your employer early on. Once you've been through the battles, you no longer feel that way. You think Mo has, you know, made some bad signings, bad deals? Name three. When we used to be Ty Wigginton, and then Ty Wigginton thanked Mike Leake for getting him off the hook, and then Mike Leake thanked Dexter Fowler for getting him off. <laughs> but some of the bad deals really pale in comparison to us hiring Chuck Marlowe because wow. he was a free agent. No, wow. I'm just saying in terms of what what we thought we were getting. Wait, is this a compliment or not? Yeah, what's going on? No, the tape that the he said guy. was very creative. I'm like, this is a go-getter. He's got creative stand-ups. I tricked him. And then he gets hired, and I'm like, hey, do you want to do this? No, I'm good. Hey, what about some of those things you used to do? Nah, nobody cares. Hey, Martin, I'm going through the, the archive. I see you talked to Mo last week, and uh, they haven't made any big moves since then. Can I just rerun that interview? Yes. Okay, here's the truth about local TV. <laughs> what you're trying to do when you're at your first job, Upper Peninsula, or your second job, Lansing, or whatever similar market, all that you're trying to do is to create the best possible 10-minute resume tape to get the hell out of that market. <laughs> so it really doesn't matter what you do on the shows. As long as you can create that 10 minutes Correct. that makes you look really good to your next potential employer. And again, gotcha. And I remember saying <laughs> on the phone, hey, we're interested. You know, we'll probably get back to you next week. And Charlie said, if it helps, I'll drive down tonight or something like really super aggressive. And I'm like, wow, that's a good sign. This guy is a go getter. He really cares. 
And again, I agree, we got got. But look, I was laid off at the time. I was bored. I didn't work for about two months-ish. And look, I'm not saying I'm the greatest employee ever, but I've been here for 11 no, nobody years. Nobody is saying that. 11 years. Nobody is saying I mean, 11 years, at least there's some longevity. we got some value. How about quantity over quality sometimes? Maybe if Lansing could have just been paying part of your salary, like Mike Leake in Seattle. And by the way, I'm sorry that I say look a lot because it's now being pointed out in the text line, and then it gets in my head, and I say it more often. To be fair. Hey, be part of the show. We'll shift it back to the sports topic. I mean, we haven't we haven't broken down the Cardinals Mariners series yet. I player say what Chuck just said one time. Like they're In year 11 or 12... But they're having a really bad season. They said, hey, I've been here for a while. Longevity counts for something, doesn't it? I think Albert calls Artie Moreno and says, gotcha. <laughs> that's what I want more. There's different ways to want, look that's at. That's what I thought you were going to go with. I want players being more like, gotcha. Hold on. There's different ways to look at baseball stats. For example, are you somebody who likes the accumulating stats? Let's say you play 22 years, but you reach that 500th homer. You reach that 3,000th hit. Or do you like the guy who has the shorter career? We were talking about Albert Bell a while back. Maybe yeah. he only plays 12, 14 years, but that slash line is really, really good. He doesn't have the 500 homers. He doesn't have the 3,000 hits, but his 12 or 14 years, the numbers are really, really good. It's kind of the Joe DiMaggio argument. Can I give you a quick aside as we move on? We do have a lot to get to, believe it or not. Well, look at Joe DiMaggio's numbers. You he didn't play call, forever. Did you just call yourself Joe DiMaggio? I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Next topic. Charlie Marlowe is the Joe DiMaggio of <laughs> sports media. No, I was flipping the script. Wow. I was the other What's guy. What's your streak? I was like the Eddie Murray who just hung around for a long Boy, time. That's still pretty complimentary. It's really complimentary. Eddie Murray? And he's like, no, no, no. Let me walk it back. I'm more like Hank Aaron. How about Rafael Palmeiro? Lenny Harris. Cheater. Nobody likes him, okay? Is that Lenny fair? What about Aaron Lenny Miles? Hey, I mean, can we? Aaron right. Miles. Try it. Try it. Bank. Take it to the bank text line. If Charlie were a big leaguer, who would he most compare to? You know, at the bottom of baseball reference, it says players most comparable. It's a great question. This is, I like this a lot. And you'll see, like, Gorman Thomas gets you to Rob Deere. So Chuck compared himself to Joe DiMaggio. We're going to ask you to disagree politely. Who's a lesser Reggie Sanders? Oh, I would take that. Oh, my God. No, that's why it's a lesser. No, lesser, lesser. Maybe like Larry Bigby. I would take that. 855-282-82. 55. People love this stuff. Try it, Bank. Located. I actually, I agree with you. I think people do love this stuff. <laughs> if Charlie were a big leaguer, who would he be? 855-282-8255. Try it, Bank. Started in St. Louis. Founded here. Based here, which means all of the decisions are made here. Five-star rated bank located on Clayton Road, one block west of Lindbergh. If you're a business owner looking to expand Make sure you talk to the folks at Triad Bank because they know how to get things done in St. Louis. Triadbanking.com is where you can find them on the web. And as always, they encourage you to get involved on the text line. And Chuck, your lawn, if I compared your lawn, I would compare it to Cooperstown. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to think. First ballot. Augusta. We're talking. But I was going to compare it to baseball players like Ken Griffey Jr., Tom Seaver. Right, I mean Rivera wasn't he 100 Mariano Rivera yeah. because that's how good my lawn is. This because... is what we need a program director to. Uh, real quick, did you compare your lawn to a <laughs> baseball player? I did, and it's beautiful because of STL Lawn Care. Check them out on the web stllawncare.com. Call my guy Tim Jankerson, who is like the Willie Mays of lawn care owners. Okay, three one four nine seven four fifty nine eleven, or email him Tim at stllawncare.com. This is the second year STL Lawn Care has worked on my yad two years ago. It just didn't look so great. We had the weeds, the patches, brown spots. 
Plus, the grass just wasn't really green and healthy. Now it looks fantastic. Hall of Fame worthy. That rich green color, it's plush. The dirt patches are way gone. The grass is growing. I also get my mulch every year from STL Lawn Care to freshen up the flower beds. I got the black tie mulch going. They do everything, though. Mowing, landscaping, leaf removal, mosquito and bug control, retaining walls. They'll get your leaves done in the fall, plowing the snow in the winter. STLLawnCare.com, 314-974-5911, or email Tim Jankerson, Tim, at STLLawnCare.com. My guy. All right, different topic. and something we could probably get into with Kenny Wallace. And by different topic, I mean other than comparing Charlie to Joe DiMaggio. The need for everyone to comment. So you have the death of Tyler Skaggs. And, of course, the teams, the league, everyone's going to chime in and thoughts and prayers and condolences, which is totally appropriate. But it did amaze me how quickly Twitter just fills up with everyone reacting. And I do think there are times. There's nothing I can say about Tyler Skaggs specifically. But then I... Scott Bayo chimed in with his thoughts. Now, I said it's it's now official when Scott Bayo signs off on a sad moment. It, I think we're living in this world, and we already know what's happening. Everybody's got a tweet and TikTok and Facebook. and show, Hey, I just had cereal, and hey, I'm in my car. And I think when there's like a tragic death, you don't need to like give your thoughts and prayers. Now, I did comment that for Albert Pujols, it's interesting and hard to believe He's lost three teammates during a season from Daryl Kyle, which would have been second year for Albert, Josh Hancock, and now Tyler Skaggs. That's pretty amazing, which prompted somebody saying, I don't think Albert's the story here. I didn't say Albert was the story here, but that is really incredible when you start thinking about players that go through it, what it's like to go through it, and now somebody that's done it three times. And then another person on Facebook said, you're obsessed with Albert. (laughs) I'm like, I don't think I am. I don't think we spend a whole lot of time other than his return, which garnered a lot of attention. And we don't really talk a lot about Albert on here, but it is sort of this phenomenon now where everybody, whether you're the morning meteorologist in Toledo, just feeling the need to comment on a player's death. I think for the most part, we get it. Everyone is sad. Leave it to the teams, leave it to the commissioner to express your condolences. And then Scott Bayo, of course. And this didn't happen in season, but Luis Valbuena, also passed away, who was an angel the two years before, so another teammate that, that died in the offseason of Albert Pujols. I just think, look, when you when you have look, a death, I'm, I'm fine with anyone just talking about it and, and thoughts and prayers and, and reflecting on the sadness or, or what this man could have been, whether it's on the field or, or with his family, and just, just being a human about it. However, if you ever get to the point where you even think that it's it, it, it's not just honoring this man and it's going to be kind of one of these takes just don't do it don't do it when it's something like somebody passing away because there was the baseball writer that said something along the lines of as tragic as this is for the human and his family he also isn't able to complete a really good the baseball other season. dan mclaughlin not the broadcast and i mean come on like one. hold on you... somebody, did somebody really yes. say that baseball crank that's his uh, twitter handle. he has a lot of followers he's just a Big and so when idiot. that's in your head or you write that out in drafts, don't you look that over and say, not the time. Yes, not you the should. time. You or you know to. What? never the time. Are you uh, yeah, never the time? Was he willing to be that guy just to garner, knowing that it's a jerk take, just to get the attention, do you think? He was when I saw him basically getting ratioed by everybody, meaning everybody in the comments were saying, Dude, you're an idiot. He actually was defending himself and saying, 
that obviously the human aspect is the biggest part of this, but he was also having a good baseball season. He was finally realizing his talent and his potential, and that's also a loss. Here's how it was verbatim. And, Top, and who's the guy? Dan McLaughlin at Baseball Crank, not Fox Sports Midwest Cardinal lead less, broadcaster, Dan McLaughlin. McLaughlin. This is the bad Dan, Dan McLaughlin. Bad Dan. And it says, bad Dan. Tyler Skaggs was pitching pretty well this year, which is a small thing compared to dying at 27. But a shame for him, he didn't get to finish a good season. Right at, which is a small thing compared to dying at 27, that's when you should just start hitting delete and just backtrack and try again. So maybe the dumbest – I didn't even know about this when I brought this topic up, but maybe the dumbest tweet of all tweets. Can other, I than, other than dying. He's a contributing columnist to uh, the National Review. That's his role. May I go off on a tangent too? Yes. But because I think, I think it's hey, You're Joe DiMaggio. Applicable. You do whatever you want. I just think that with social media in our society – too many people feel the need to always comment on everything. And and whether it's That's something you agree or disagree with, I'm not even talking about a death, though. For example, if somebody posts something that you disagree with, you can just respectfully disagree and move on with your life. Yeah. You don't always have to give your opinion on every matter. There's a lot of things. I mean, I follow a lot of people on Twitter and a lot of the people I agree with and a lot of the people I don't agree with. And whether some somebody posts something that I agree with or disagree with, 99% of the time, I don't even comment. Maybe I'll like something here or there, but you don't always have to be part of a debate. You can just kind of live your life. And I feel like not enough people do that, especially on social media. You always have to have an opinion or a take on everything, and it's annoying. I've become more apt to not respond, even when yes. people would point out, and even God bless the folks in Sturgeon County, Alberta, <laughs> who wanted to, were concerned that I was encouraging people to go to Callahoo to see the cop, which was never... Mentioned. I just thought I'm not even going to respond. People are like, oh, you're you're worshiping Albert. What's the deal? I'm like, don't respond. Just so many people now chime in. Everybody wants to chime in, and some of it is fun when you have discourse. You go back and forth, but for the most part now, if somebody is not poking the bear, but just wanting to argue, I'm like, just just skip it, just ignore it. And I think if you don't respond, then more than likely nobody's going to see it. Because if you respond to Betty in the basement, who has two followers, as soon as you respond, <laughs> all of a sudden now everybody sees it. But we've all been through this. If you have a decent amount of followers, if you put out a sports take, even if it's not super controversial, there are going to be a lot of people out there that want to disagree with you. And, and if you're trying to press your at mentions to have some dialogue with your followers, you're going to see all these people, and it's kind of annoying. To be fair. Is that fair? That's fair. Uh, Kenny Wallace, always fired up. Probably heading to a dirt track somewhere later tonight. Probably was at one last night. Tuesdays with Kenny coming your way. After the break, Offenberg Hyundai, the place to go for your next vehicle. And that includes a great selection of pre-owned cars on the lot in O'Fallon, Illinois. Greenmount Road, that's the exit. Highway 64, you're about 10 minutes from downtown St. Louis. And if you go to Offenberg Hyundai, it means you're getting great service over the years on the lot i've seen camaros pickups all types of cars pre-owned but if they have a car specifically you have a car in mind maybe you've done all the research let them know the year make model they will find that car for you stop by and see matt offenberg anybody on the team go for a test drive or let them know what car you're looking for they'll find it for you offenberghyundai.com